Welcome to The Adam Principle, information and inspiration for your transformation. Dr. Jack Hawks, how are you? Thank you for showing up. Doing well, and sometimes it's perspiration too. (laughs) You know, that's probably true, and I think that would be a great segue, because I want to talk to you. For those who are not familiar, Dr. Jack Hawks is a family medicine doctor, excuse me, Um, And you specialize in men's health? That is correct. And what's the name of your clinic, Dr. Hawks? It's called Man Uplifted. And um, I've had people contact me for your number. And um, what is your number again? 623-217-2971. Thank you, Doc. And you do all types of men's health that have to do with everything in family medicine that you could think of. Everything, Uh, yes. And you do testosterone replacement. You work with men uh, with their endocrine system, hormones to help keep them optimized. Yes. That's really cool. Um, But you're also a world record holder in powerlifting. Yes. Tell me about a couple of those. I I mean, I know them. And also, what do you have coming up? Well, I... (laughs) I hate to say it, but uh, I'm kind of out on an injury right now. I've compressed C6 and C7, so I've lost tricep function. But um, I've set the world record for deadlift with the USPA, and I've set national records with uh, the APF for bench press and deadlift. Very cool. Well, I know you were training to like break everything 50 and older, and I'm sorry to hear about your injury. Well, I'm doing I'm doing traction. The, I'm trying to get rid of the numbness in my fingers, and once I do, I'll get back on track. But I benched two weeks ago. I did 520, wow. and the world record for over 50 is 530. So I'm only 10 pounds off the absolute world record for um, a full power, basically bench press. Wow! And that is raw for people who don't understand. Like I knew a guy who had a world record in bench pressing and it was about 500 pounds um but he had he wore a denim bench shirt oh yeah and you know you might as well have another person that you know or having the spotter lift the bar because it really does add a raw lift is just what it says it's a bone breaking type of thing i just can't even (laughs) imagine pulling the weight that you pull (laughs) yeah it's the thing is i love doing it and you know, having this injury is kind of a real blow because you identify with it. You get, you have such a passion for it that it's almost, it's become your identity. Right. And so it's really hard right now to not lift or not do anything until I can get this straightened out. You look in the mirror and you don't know who's looking back anymore. Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that's so true. That is just so true. Um, and it really, in a way that can help us you know, think who we really are, you know, what really matters to us, who we we really are. Absolutely. But I'm sorry you're dealing with that, Doc. I'm looking forward to you breaking some more world records. Oh, I'll get there. There you go. And so, you know, my, I, I, um, I get, I gear my show towards me. (laughs) You know, it's like, what would I want to listen to? And I want to hear things that are pretty short. I don't want to listen for four hours. Right. And I want gold. You know, I want, I don't want to wait an hour to get gold. I want it handed to me pretty quick. And I want something that helps me move forward. I like practical stuff. And 
So I, I try to attract that type of listener. And so these are people who often want to make changes. They want to lose weight. They want to make more money. They want better relationships. They want to sleep better. They want to take a trip. You know, they're, they're people with goals. Right. So I have found that improving an area of my life improves the others. And I'm wondering, do you find with yourself and all the people you've coached and worked with that the mindset you develop with lifting spills over into other areas? Oh, absolutely. I think it carries over to, to everything in life. If you can set a goal and accomplish it, it gives you confidence in the fact that you could do that in any facet of your life. Yeah. And so with our, with the listeners, with someone listening, let's say, you know, just imagine they're struggling with, they, they want to get their house ready to sell it. Maybe that's what their goal is. Uh-huh. How, how could they approach something like resistance training and setting goals, taking those steps, you know, to teach themselves that aspect of I've got a goal. Here's what I got to do to get there. You know, here's the time that I'm trying to do that in. How do you do that? And how would you suggest somebody apply that to areas of their life? How do you do that in powerlifting? Well, I think the thing is, is you can, well, let me put it in perspective. If I look at these guys that are, you know, some of the world's strongest men, they're deadlifting 1,100 pounds. I know that that's not, I can't set a goal for that. So what I do is small incremental goals where I can say, well, this week, I last week I did 500 pounds. This week I'm gonna try 505. And each time I set small incremental goals so that as I reach those goals, then I can go, oh, I've accomplished it. What am I gonna do next? So each time you're, it's a constant evolution of what I'm seeking to do. If I don't hit my goal, so I reach a certain plateau of let's say 515 and I can't hit 520, then I start to reevaluate how's my form do I need to do accessory strengthening? What do I need to do in order to reach the goal that I'm going for? Maybe this is the most I can do, but each time it's looking at different aspects of it in order to reach a goal that you're setting up. Well, let me repeat back what I heard um, to see if I understood what you said well. So you, yeah, and I'm gonna generalize it again to any goals so that people could generalize this to their own life too. you know, the the lessons you've got. So you've got a goal and you try to set a reasonable goal. You know, if you're at 500 pounds, you're picking 520 for your next, you know, mark on the chart. And then you incrementally move towards it. And so that would be true, like selling a house, like, you know, if you need to repair these certain things, paint these certain things, you know what your goal is. And these are the steps that you're getting there. And what's example, my time frame? Yeah. So a time frame. And then let's say, you know, uh, if your time frame is a month from now to have your house ready or a month from now to be at 520, let's say in two weeks, you're not halfway there. I mean, is that how you do it? Would you figure like in two weeks, I need to be to 510 or? or... Oh, yeah. Usually you, you, you set the goals to so that incrementally you're getting there. It's, it's the same when I prep for a meet. When you prep for a meet, you want to do about uh, the three weeks before you're planning and you do 80% of your maximum, then you do 85% of your maximum, then you do 90% of your maximum so that you max out when you hit the meet. 
So if if that's your goal, and my goal is let's say 5:30 or 5:20, I want to do 90% of that the week before the meet. So your your body's neurologically preparing for it. So mentally, you're preparing for if you want to sell your house, you say, okay, I have to work on the kitchen. I'm restoring the kitchen, so I have to get the kitchen done in two weeks. If you're running late, then your goals have to completely change, or you're going to have to overlap other things. So. You have to constantly reevaluate, and you have to assess your progress for each goal. So, how important do you think it is for any goal like this to have someone that's an accountability coach or someone that's monitoring your progress? Because it seems like so much of it for you, you're just so self-motivated. You know, I mean, I I would see you in the gym pulling hundreds, you know, seven bills, uh, you know, as a workout. It's crazy stuff like that. How much do you feel like a person can just self-direct these amazing things, and how much do you think they would benefit from accountability coaches and things? I think absolutely. I would. I even benefit occasionally from from、uh, an accountability coach. But I think I'm self-motivated in this fact that I want to do this. This is what I want to do. If something was, you know, I just like to do this, then I would need an accountability person. But I think everybody needs a little bit of accountability. It helps them stay on track.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem amazingly driven at this stuff because you know you'd finish super busy day over at Be Healthy or something, and then、uh, go in the gym and do just punishing workouts, just really punishing workouts. You know? Yeah, it's that's a lot of drive. Well, it even I can go back to even when I did triathlons. I knew that I had to run. I'm, I have a goal of finishing a half marathon after riding a 56-mile bike ride. I knew that I'd have to ramp up my cycling so that I'm ready to do 56 miles, get off the bike, and run for another 13. So each time you're training your body so that it can tolerate that. And if you don't stay on track, you're going to end up failing at it. And then if you fail, you didn't reach your goal, then you feel diminished because you didn't make it. So you got to keep your your goals attainable and realistic. But also stay directed. So if you need accountability, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, and I'm sure a person could reach get, reach out and find an accountability coach for anything they were really trying to do, whether it was sell a house, weight loss, powerlifting, or relationships. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, Doc, I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us again, and I'm hoping to hear that you heal really quickly. I, I'm sorry to hear about the injury. Oh, you know, it's it's kind of part and parcel of the game. Sometimes I realize that if I don't wake up in pain, then evidently I'm not alive. So, <laughs> I got, there's some some minuscule amount of pain somewhere. So, yeah. Well, Doc, have a great night. Thank you so much. You too. Talk to you soon. Okay. Yep.、Okay.